episode of the 50 Death Deckers podcast. I think I might have said that all backwards, but I don't care. I'm Nate, otherwise known as Darth Heretic. I'm your host, and I'm joined, as always, by Tony, otherwise known as MTG Tony. After taking off last week from writing the intro, I hope Tony came up with something at least halfway good for this week. Sure, 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 sure. So, on this week's episode, uh, we're going to start you off with our fan favorite <laughs> segment, Filthy Net Deckers 101, what? where you get to learn a bit more about your favorite podcasters. Then we're going to move on to Casual Upgrades, a segment to help us kind of all get better at magic. And then we're going to move on to an Explorer metagame breakdown. Then we'll probably finish up with our own deck lists and, like, what we've been playing. That's it? There's there's nothing, nothing else? Nothing funny? Well, listen, Tony, I almost did the uh, same exact thing last week. You just wrote a plain intro and went, I couldn't think of anything funny to say myself. That was almost <laughs> what I did, Tony. So you doing it this week is kind of funny to me. So um, I decided to switch it up a little bit because I switch things up all the time. And there's this guy at work. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, he, he called me Henny Youngman recently. And, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I honestly have never heard of this guy either. Shame on me, really, because I've told his jokes over and over again and never realized that he was the one who came up with them. He's like, oh, so so this is must be a very very old guy. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. He um he's from he was born in like 1906. Okay, all right. But he was really famous in the 60s and 70s before I was born. But you know, before super I super was born funny. too. So he's the king of one liners, and okay. uh, we're gonna read a few of them between me and you. All right. Okay. All right, let's go. So just pick random ones, and I sent you a whole list if you want to look through them. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, so much for skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do something tonight that you'll be sorry for tomorrow morning, just sleep late. <laughs> do you know what it means to come home at night to a woman who'll give you a little love, a little affection, and a little tenderness? It means you're gone to the wrong house. That's what it means. <laughs> uh, I told the doctor I broke my leg in two places. He told me to quit going to those places. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Take my wife, please. That's him. I always thought that was Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, see? No. According to this, There was a girl was... knocking on my hotel room door all night. Finally, I let her out. <laughs> Do you know why men die before their wives? Because they want to. Oh. <laughs> this man is frank and earnest with women. In Fresno, he's frank. In Chicago, he's earnest. <laughs> See, I heard that... Uh, oh, I don't remember who did it. Who's the MFR guy? Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that he's the one who said that, but he might have just yeah. been taking it from him, though. But, uh, must be. You know? You know, my grandfather's over 80 and still doesn't need glasses. Drink straight from the bottle. <laughs> my son complains about headaches. I tell him all the time, when you get out of bed, it's feet first. <laughs> uh, I just got back from a pleasure trip. I took my mother-in-law to the airport. <laughs> If my mother knew I did this for a living, she'd kill me. She thinks I'm selling weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are good. It, Some of these are hilarious. So this one's so stupid, but I love it. Uh, my, my other brother-in-law died. He was a karate expert. And then he joined the army. First time he saluted, killed himself. <laughs> so dumb. That's so funny. <clears throat> You're going to do something tonight that you'll be sorry for tomorrow I morning. I started with this one. Sleep late. Yep. <laughs> you started with that, that one? That was the one. That's good. Uh, uh, I've been in love with the same woman for 41 years. If my wife finds out, she'll kill me. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, <laughs> A doctor gave a man six months to live. The man couldn't pay his bills, so the doctor gave him another six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah. You, That's good. I know I know you love this one. You have a nice personality, but not for a human being. <laughs> not for a human being? 
<laughs> oh, it's great. Oh, man. My dad was the town drunk. Most of the time, it's not so bad, but New York City? <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to watch some of his stand-up, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, me too. Like, the guy was, like, so upset that I had never heard of him. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not something I normally hear. Like I said, he seems like the type of person that George Carlin would have watched and learned from, you know? Yeah, yeah. He reminds me a lot of Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, take my wife, please. That like, just that's a Rodney Dangerfield thing. I've seen him say that joke many times. Yeah, it's weird for them to like take each other's stuff, but well, I don't know. Who knows? These quotes might not be attributed properly. Also, but correct, exactly. You know, Rodney Dangerfield, he don't get no respect. Filthy Net Deckers 101. Nate, what'd you do this week? Packed. It's been my life. It's just packing for the move at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just took all the stuff off the walls, packed the books, you know, the stuff I don't really need. My computer and all of that stuff will get packed up the day before we move because I use my computer every day. But the stuff, the not everyday stuff's starting to get packed, starting to get organized. Makes sense. That's about it. <clears throat> what about you? Did you do anything fun? I always do fun stuff. I get, I, I just can't sit around all the time, so I'm always doing something. I hear you. So Saturday, I uh, went up to Portland with uh, my friend Renee and her boyfriend Mike. Oh yeah, you were posting up pictures of beer all day. Huh? I did, yeah, because Portland, Maine is just a fantastic city. I love it. Did you go, did you do like some sort of... Um... What do you call it? Like bar hop thing? Or were you guys just having a day? Uh, brewery tours is what we were doing. Right. It's a self-guided That's brewery tour. Like Portland has like 20 different breweries. Mm-hmm. And so we were just going around. A lot of them were within walking distance of each other, which is awesome. So you, know, you go to one. Which is dangerous. <laughs> no, walking distance, great. <laughs> you don't have to drive <laughs> back and forth between the two. <laughs> so uh, we hit up like this Allagash area. We just went to, you know, had one beer at each one and mm-hmm. went to the downtown, nice. awesome. had lunch. It was a beautiful day, too. Um, and then Sunday, Max had his bowling banquet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He um, finally got all the trophies from winning the state tournament. Cool. There were five possible trophies that he could have won. Uh-huh. He got first place in four of those events. And, oh, that's awesome. And third place in the other one. Oh, that's nice. So... He had a table full of bowling trophies. Yeah. And as we're leaving, I'm like, okay, you want some help with those? He's like, no, no, I got all, I got them all. I'm like, Max, <laughs> there's five trophies. One of them is like three feet tall. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm fine. He's like carrying them all. He's got one finger around each one. <laughs> he and just wanted, he wanted to walk away with his prizes in his arms. He did. And uh, he dropped one of them. <laughs> he dropped it on the floor and it shattered into a thousand pieces oh no <laughs> it luckily it was just the third place one <laughs> that's what he said as everybody else who did not get a trophy is like ass yeah he's like yeah it's just the third place one i'm not worried about it. <laughs> my wife just threw out so many bowling trophies because she bowled. She had so many. She took all the plaques off of them. We're going to do something in the new house with the plaques. Yeah, but... yeah. The plaques are really all you need. But so many of the trophies. She was handing trophies out to people. She goes, you want a random trophy? Here you go. It's just got a bowler on top of it. Here you go. Yeah, if you drop them off at bowling alleys, they can reuse them and give them to other kids. Yeah. Kira ended up grabbing one because one of the places she goes wanted a trophy to give out as the prize at the end. And she goes... Cool. This is the trophy they'll give out at the prize as the prize now. They'll yeah, just put a works. new put a new thing on it. Maybe instead of a bowler, they'll change it up some. Or no, they'll just keep it a bowler and say it's a bowler deal with it. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, like I think if they do, it was for a um, like a quiz thing at a pub. Okay, sure. So yeah, you get a bowler deal with it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, did the Baldur's Gate pre-release? Did you do any of those? 
I didn't. I, it's a draft, and I don't like to draft, and that was my excuse. Yeah, we did it, and uh, we had uh, 12 people show up for it. And 12 people was it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, um, 12 was amazing. So we were able to, oh, wait, no. No, that's a complete lie. That's a complete lie. We had 10. 10 people. Okay. Because we had two three-player pods and one four-player pod. Okay. And... Uh, 20 card packs so you basically never saw your pack uh-huh. again because you take two cards out per at a time instead yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. i played with uh the rinaldis zach and mark randomly my pod happened to have the two of them yeah it was a really fun time um i got some stories going into the casual upgrade about that pod yeah. um but i did end up winning because they were picking on each other nice and Okay. Like I, they kind of let me go a turn or two too far, Ugh, and then I was able to idiots. crush them both in a turn or two. Yeah. I played. Uh, there's this one card that when it enters the battlefield, it um, taps all creatures your opponents control. Mm-hmm. And I played it and then attacked in, and then Mark Rinaldi had a huge board, like all dragons. Yeah. He had like. 20 giant dragons and mm-hmm. he's like okay i think i can because i killed zach off with that first attack that way i only had to focus on one person mm-hmm. he's like okay i'm just gonna build up and he played like 10 creatures all of a sudden his board is huge and he's like okay i'll go to combat and attack you for the win I'm like no 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 stop 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 like the beginning of your combat and i blinked the creature that taps everything oh and i'm like i'm gonna blink this He's like, oh, oh no. Oh no, and he's looking at his board, he's like, I should have played my creatures after combat. Yep, okay. He's like, oh. and I lose, right? I'm like, yes, you lose. He's like, <laughs> and I lose, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes you do. And he's like, okay, oh. if I didn't do this, can we take all that back? <laughs> And let me play these after. He's like, you still won. I just want to see if I would win next turn. I'm like, sure. So we played it out, and then I'm like, no, I still win. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I didn't make a big mistake. (laughs) Well, no, he did, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Still. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they were both so mad that I I took them both out in, like, a turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did a uh, commander game this week, and... We said when we got there, play your worst commander deck. Just don't don't pull out your best commander deck. Everyone pulls out their worst. And I go, all right, this commander deck has not won a game. It won games back when I ran it years ago, but ever since I come back and have edited the deck, has not won me a game. I ended up winning that game with it, so I was very happy <laughs> with that. Not only did I win it, I won, and everybody in the room literally, like, clapped for me when I won with it. They were all, they're like, you finally won! Yay! And I'm like, this this is one of those stories you read on the internet, and you go, and then everyone cheered, and everyone's like, yeah, that's fake. But everyone in the room literally was clapping. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I had a uh, rapacious one in play, familiar with that? Uh, four and a black creature? No, no. five, four, trample. 5-4, it's a red creature. When it deals damage, you get an Eldrazi Scion for each damage dealt. Yeah, okay. I had Perforos in play. And then I played um, Furnace of Wrath. So I attacked in for 5, dealing 10 damage. Mm-hmm. Getting me 10 Eldrazi Scions, dealing 20 damage with the um, Perforos triggers. And killed the remaining two players in the game. Nice. I, nice. And and he took one of the other players out, and the player was like... The player looked at me, and he, what did he say? He said, uh... He said, take it, queen, or something. He goes, your deck has never won, and you finally got mana now. Combo off, take it, queen. Something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you tell me to do? And he, and he repeated, I'm like, and I'm about to. And then I just... And they're like... All right, good job, Nate. Good job. Yep. <laughs> casual upgrades. Yes, casual upgrades. 
Uh, this is more for when you go to an event at a store. This has to do with the pre-release, actually, mostly. Okay. But also the regular uh, Commander Knights. I've been doing this also. All right. If you specifically don't want to play with someone, or you do want to play with someone, especially this is Commander mostly, you know, where it's a casual yeah, format, yeah, yeah. just let the tour- tournament organizer know. Because in casual settings, like when you're playing Commander, it's very easy to move the pods around to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll, I usually randomly just roll the pods at my store. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, one through, you know, even numbers, you go to this table, odds, you go to that table. Mm-hmm. But if, like, two friends come in together and they want to play in the same pod, I'll put them in the same pod. Mm-hmm. It's it's super easy. And if you come in with your brother and say, you know, you'll play whatever pod, I just don't want to play with, with my brother, because they play all the time, mm-hmm. then I'll put them in separate pods. It's... Mm-hmm. Super easy. I can't help you if you don't tell me. <laughs> so, so I think this all comes down to communicate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just communicate with whoever about whatever the hell it is you want. Yeah. Sometimes you'll find you get what you want. You can't always get what you want. That's... But if you try sometimes, <laughs> you might find you get, you what, get you what you need. Yeah. Yeah, like the Rinaldis didn't ooh, want to play ooh. together that night. And, like, they were at each other's throats the entire time with nitpicking and needling. And I'm like, Uh, I feel uncomfortable playing with you two. (laughs) (laughs) This is a father-son, by the way. Yeah, I know not everybody isn't going to know who the Rinaldis are, but it's father and son. And they're just, like, picking at each other the entire time with, like, little... Like little, because because there's drama going on you don't know about, right? And you know they live together Correct. still, and Correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know they're both adults, so mm-hmm. it, it just gets to be too much. And they play commander together all the time, mm-hmm. so if they wanted to so, play against someone else, I could have switched it. Would have been easy, mm-hmm. but instead they didn't they're know. St- they're still mad about the last time they played where he did something to the other one. And yep, exactly. Makes it, and you're just like. I'm going to win because you guys are picking on each other, but that's fine. Oh, I didn't really think I was going to until he attacked one time. He, uh, Mark attacked Zach, and I was like, oh, ooh, that leaves me open. If I do this, and then two turns from now, <laughs> I can, I can, because the next turn I was just going to build up the board. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay. And then the turn after this, I can win. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. This works for me. So, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Nice. I actually enjoyed Commander, which was different than usual. Mm-hmm. So I I recommend if you haven't done a pre-release draft, you should. It's fun. But you like to draft, and this was a draft. Yes. So you know you're not sitting down playing against people who have that turn one win, turn two win, that Tony has been, Tony got to play three cards and now the game is over with. You don't have that in this format. You don't. So this is the perfect type of yes. commander format for you. You also don't have a wrath every other like turn cycle. You don't have someone taking a 35-minute turn and not winning, passing over to the next person who board wipes so that when it gets back to that same person, they're taking another 35-minute turn. And not yeah, winning. no, I know what you mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. This was everything I like about commander and mm. none of the stuff that I didn't like. Maybe it's because I won that that's, you know. I don't think it's because you won. I think you still would have enjoyed it if you lost. Yeah. Because you would have at least put up a fight before you lost. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, the Explorer metagame. You want to you wanna dive it? into that? We want to dive in? Sure. You want to explore it? Um, ooh. Ooh, explore, explore. explore the metagame. <laughs> um, how many of these decks that are on here that are the you know top decks would you say you have played? Um, well, I I made I I uh, posted eight deck lists on here. I have okay. played one, two, I've played two of them. Two of them? Yep. I, I think I've played five or six of them. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, some of them just aren't really my style and just haven't played them. 
Or I maybe yeah, played I one game and just didn't enjoy it. So I don't mm -hmm. consider that knowing how to play the deck. Yeah, I think I've played most of these, or at least a version of most of these, if not the same exact one that's on here. Well, like, the number one deck is Mono Red Aggro. I, I've certainly played Mono Red Aggro. I have played a Mono Red Aggro deck, but it didn't look anything like this one. And so maybe um, that's why I didn't like it. My, I definitely don't run the Foundry Street Denizen. Okay. You take Foundry Street Denison out, this deck looks familiar to me. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like, you can play other cards in its place, but... Mm -hmm. Foundry Street Denison on turn one. For those who don't know, Foundry Street Denison is a 1-1 one -one that gets plus one plus zero anytime another red creature enters the battlefield under your control. So on turn one, it's pretty good on your when your turn two is Burning Tree Emissary, Burning Tree Emissary, and another creature... That's swinging in for some damage, mm -hmm. but when it when you get those turns where you're just swinging in with a one one burning tree emissary because you're going to uh, ember cleave, it does not feel like a good card at all. It feels like a one one for one that doesn't even have haste. True, true, true. Doesn't true. have anything else. I'm not. I'm, it's the only card on here I disagree with. Other than that, I like the deck. Well, it is the highest rated deck on there, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mono Red Aggro is number one deck. Uh, it's got a 65.9% win rate. Uh, it takes about four minutes to play. Deck has two Carry Zev Skyship Raider, two Foundry Street Denizen, four Burning Tree Emissary, four Ramanap Ruins, four Fanatical Firebrand, four Goblin Chain Whirler, two Bone Crusher Giant, three Embercleave, four Robber of the Rich, three Torbrin, Thane of Red Fell, uh, four Annex Harden in the Forge. And four, Kumano faces Kakazan. Um, I notice there's no burn in this list either. It's just creatures. This is this is aggro. This is not a burn deck. This is mono red creature aggro deck. Yep. Yep. And I've played against this deck a bunch of times. But mm -hmm. and it, it goes fast. If you if you mm -hmm. like that style, it's, sure. I it, swear it is mono red. Anytime I try a deck like this though. I get, like, wrathed out of existence. I play against, like, control and just get destroyed. Well, if you know you're going to get a wrath, that's when you play Annex the turn before. If you have it. Like, I it just... I, I, I It never I, I works understand. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I hear you. Or they'll that, that's how I, somehow. They'll have a fair way. That's how I feel sometimes with the others. With some of the other decks. Like, sure, I'm sure this works. The uh, Mardu Vehicles. I'm sure that works as long as, you know... I'm not playing it. <laughs> yep, yeah, you're part of that other, mm -hmm. whatever, 38%. Correct, they just can't play the deck, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, the next deck we have on the list is Mono Green Devotion. And this is in order, by the way, of highest ranking to mm -hmm. lowest ranking. Um, don't know why this is called Devotion, other than the fact that it's Mono Green. Because you're not looking... No cards in this need devotion. No. No cards need devotion at all. It's just mono green. So Big. it's mono green aggro? Ramp? Um, it runs four Lanor Elves, four Scavenging Ooze, four Collected Company, four Steel Leaf Champion, three The Great Henge, four Lovestruck Beast, four Primal Might, three of the great Kazandu Mammoth, God, really? two Blizzard Brawl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's a land and a 3-3 creature that gets bigger. Um, two Blizzard Brawl, four Old Growth Troll, and four Werewolf Pack Leader. Mm-hmm. I've played this deck. Um, I enjoy this deck. Yeah, I, en I enjoy the style deck, too. Um, I don't think I've played this exact list. I don't think I've played a list with Lovestruck Beast in it. That's the surprising card in this one for me, I think. Um, because uh, the list I played I is similar, but it's it's not this list. And I only went thirteen and fourteen with it. So yeah, actually, I'm looking Explorer. I don't really see a Mono Green Stompy. I've played an Explorer, so maybe I have not. Hmm. Yeah, I started ten and eight with my deck, and then. Three and five, oh and one, and just stop playing. Yeah, but it, this it seems good. 
My issue with Explorer is the next deck, again, Mardu Vehicles, seems to be a deck that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. And Scavenging Ooze, Scavenging Ooze does get rid of that, but that's it. That's like the only thing you really have that can stop that. You can't that's even... True. You can't even hit the in the sky that easily. Is Primal Might an instant, or is it a sorcery? Let me look real quick. Because I know I have it in this deck that I have up, or maybe I don't. Primal Might is sorcery. Yeah, so you can't even Primal Might to get the card out of there. You're not going to Blizzard Brawl it out of there either. So... yeah. That would be the big issue with me with this deck is people love their Mardu vehicles, so. Yep, that is true. Mardu vehicles, by the way, is basically just the Grease Fang deck. Yep. Um, it's got two Fatal Push, one Lightning Axe, uh, four Thoughtseas, two Sky Sovereign Console Flagship, four Citrus Supplier, four Parhelion the second, Sorin, uh, Vengeful Bloodlord. Which is that one? The three mana one? Uh, Vengeful Bloodlord. Trying to even just see. Oh, no, it's the one that gives everything lifelink. Yes, it's the it's the one that pulls a creature out of the graveyard. Oh, okay, that makes sense. It, it can pull your Grease Fang out of the graveyard for you. Yeah, I haven't actually looked at that. I haven't seen this list. I have played this exact list. Okay. It's got two crocs. This, uh, what? Yeah, I want to say this exact list I've played. Hmm. Let me see if I can find it. Well, he's looking there. Three, three deadly disputes, two can't stay away, four blood tithe harvester, four fable of the mirror breaker, four grease fang, Okiba boss, which is obviously the card that the deck is centered around. Getting yep. getting back to Parhelion or the Sky Sovereign. Yeah, I want to say this for fatal push. This only has two fatal push. This isn't the exact list, but very similar this one the one i ran had undead butler in it okay sure i've seen that around. but but yeah i mean i went two and five with it like i said you've got to be able to have the deck work for this to work right yeah i went when i did play um this i went seven and three with the deck my deck also had mm-hmm. an undead butler in it actually i have another explorer grease fang here two fatal push Two can't stay away. Soren vengeful. Yeah, this looks better. This looks exactly like this. This one I went thirty nine and thirty one with. Maybe I should be playing this deck more because I went seven and three with this deck. Eighty six percent on the play. Why didn't I keep yeah. playing this deck? And <laughs> what did you call it? Parhelion the second. Yeah, Parhelion two. But it's I've always I've always called it Parhelion two. It's just interesting to hear you call it Parhelion the second. I'm not saying either one is correct or incorrect. It's just interesting to hear a different thing. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I could have called it Parhelion II, but... (laughs) That's incorrect. (laughs) Okay, that one is definitely incorrect. (laughs) Aye, aye, Captain. (laughs) Moving on. Before we... (laughs) I can't hear you. Oh, no, that was in the pre-show. I saw... I saw something online the other day, and they were complaining that someone had a that that a dog was in a place, and the the person goes, "It's a service dog," and it cuts back to the other person and goes, "Oh, really? Thank you for your service." <laughs> and I just died. <laughs> like I'm so gonna use that the next time someone looks at me and goes, "No, it's a service dog." I'm gonna go, "Thank you for your service." <laughs> Whoo. <laughs> That's a dumb and dumber line. It feels like I know oh, it's not. I, oh, I know. Just... I know it's a dumb and dumber line. It's the dumb line, but I love dumb lines. All right, next deck is called "Is It Locust God?" Yes, it is. That's what it's is called. It? it is. Okay, cool. Um, this looks like it's indomitable creativity into locust god and um. And Sage of the Falls. It's instant win once those two come into play. Gotcha. What is Sage of the Falls? When Sage of the Falls or another non-human creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card if you do discard a card. And the Locust God says whenever you draw a card, make a 1-1 wasp or something with haste. Okay, so you draw your whole deck? Yep. 
and then attack with all of your one one. Do they all have haste? They do. Oh, okay. Yep, and then they interesting. Play. I've never seen this deck played. Wow. Yeah, no. I've never played this deck. This deck has never been played against me. I have no idea. I have no idea what any of this is. Honestly. Yep. All they have and to do we'll is probably creativity. We'll, both of them at the same time, and they win. And I'll probably never see this deck. Seeing as we did get a ban this week in this format, we and that did. ban is this, that ban is the card Expressive Iteration, which runs this deck runs two of. I don't think so it needs I might, those two though. Sure. There's a reason why the card was banned, Tony. True, and it's not this deck, but... It's not this deck. But, you say it's not this deck, but you're also telling me that this is the fourth best deck in Explorer. Yes. So how is it not this deck? Because Expressive Iteration isn't what makes this deck good. Sure. It's just a good card that they added. It's not even four of them in here. Yeah, no, you're right. You're, you're, you're talking more for Arclight I... Phoenix and things like that. Arclight Phoenix isn't on your list, though, Tony. This is best of one. Maybe even best of three, Arclight Phoenix is. Sure. Maybe. I'm more surprised that it isn't a best of one deck versus a best of three deck. It be Is it Phoenix feels more like a best of one deck to me? That's all. Yeah, makes sense. That's all. Just arguing to argue. Okay. Not really. Sounds good. You want to go through the rest of the deck? Or are you going to... Uh, what else do we have in this deck? Uh, indom- in- indomitable creativity. Three unstibbed, unsubstantiate. We just call it unsub to make ourselves easier. One locust god, one sage of the falls. You know, those, those are the two big parts of this deck. Four fire prophecy. Two forbidden friendship, because you need to get those uh, creatures some way. Two Solundi Vision, three Valicate Awakening, two Expressive Iteration, but again, cards banned, so they'll probably replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. Four Prismari Command, one Unexpected Windfall, two Flame Blessed Bolt, four Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Gotta have a conversation about that card. Uh, and four Big Score and one Strangle. That card is in every deck. It's in every deck. Everywhere. If it's red, this card is in it. It requires multiple like pieces of removal. And it require and it gives you treasure and it gives you card selection. It does this everything. card is amazing. Mm-hmm. This card is fantastic. I it is amazing to me how many decks run this. Yes. Like you said, for three mana, it's essentially two creatures draw two cards get a treasure hopefully you know they need to remove two different creatures or that enchantment before it flips into a creature it is such a good card there is so much gameplay to be had out of fable of the mirror breaker yeah no the card that, is unbelievably good it and it's all. in every I deck just... in every format that i can that i play mhm mhm that does it make it all the way back to modern? I don't play modern, but I'm sure oh, okay. I, I, w- I would okay. if I played modern. It's ju- it is amazing how great that card is, and just even being able to make a copy of any of your creatures. You don't want your creature to die. All right, I'm just gonna make a copy of an attack attack in with the copy instead. Mm-hmm. Does your trigger does your creature have an enter the battlefield trigger? Now you get those again as well. Congrats. Does it have a die trigger? Do you have sacrifice triggers? Do you have mm-hmm. anything? <laughs> it's such a good card. The only thing that I found that was really bad against that deck was um, I had played it and someone played a Trespasser's Curse against me. Mm-hmm. Which, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you lose a life and your opponent gains a life. Mm-hmm. And I ended up dying because of that. Because you made copies and... yeah. <laughs> Yep. I mean, this is uh, in um, Alchemy when I was trying out uh, Xander's Wake. Yeah. Because in draft, that card was busted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be good, too. And no, no, it wasn't really no, that good. Nothing. No. Bummer. All right, next we have another uh, 
uh, blah, 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 deck that has yeah. Fable of the Mirror Breaker in it. Yep. Uh, it is Rakdos Midrange. 60% win rate still. Uh, takes a little over five minutes to play this deck. Four Fatal Push, one Duress, four Thought Seize, two Coligan's Command, three Chandra, Torch of Defiance, one Bedevil. Kind of surprised to see a Bedevil, but, you know, it is a good card. Only one. Yep. Four Bone Crusher Giant, two Croxa, uh, lands, of course. We got four Graveyard Trespasser, two Soren the Mirthless, four Blood Tithe Harvester, four Fable of the Mirror Breaker, and more lands. Yeah, this is. It's just a like solid right deck. deck. It doesn't seem to do anything special. It was just to say, it seems boring. Yeah. You would like that. If you're a Rakdos fan, though, I can see you liking mm-hmm. this deck. Mm-hmm. It does everything Rakdos does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It Rakdoses properly. Um, I don't know. It seems kind of boring in my opinion, but hey, this is what you're into. This is what you're into. Different things people for different people. Burn is boring. People would say just throwing all the creatures in the board and going sideways is boring. This kind of does that, but does nobody a little says bit more. Panharmoniconing Agent of Treachery is boring. That's my kind of game. I would not. I would also not say that's boring. I would say that it's uh, it's never going to happen. Play it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, the next deck is a deck I have actually been playing recently. Let me pull up my. 50% win rate. Okay, 15 nice. and 15. 15 and 15. This is one of those decks that I played for a couple hours. Yeah. Ended up going 3 and 2 and 3 and 1. And then playing a nice round where I went 8 and 11. With this deck. Yeah, yeah. You know, was winning a lot and then just got into a thing of five losses in a row and stopped playing with it. I don't blame you. Uh, this is Bant Angels. So if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you've heard us talk <laughs> about this deck. Yeah, because it, both Tony and I have played this deck before in some fashion. Yeah, I, I prefer the Selesnya versions, but apparently Bant is better. Um, This has uh, four Collected Company. That's the big card in this deck. That's yeah, the only sure. green card in this deck the only card that's green because other than that it's a mono white angel deck for resplendent angel for bishop of wings for speaker of the heaven for skyclave apparition for righteous valkyrie for youthful valkyrie and a bunch of lands for giada font of hope and then the only other card it runs is for glass pool mimic so that way you can copy one of these other angels mm-hmm. i had a game with this deck where i had four copies of of righteous valkyrie in play and my opponent scooped well of course yeah that's yeah just... oh absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. but righteous valkyrie two righteous valkyries into play and then you coco into another righteous valkyrie and a glass pool mimic is absolutely disgusting mm-hmm. it's just gross and yeah. that's how this deck can go the other thing that's absolutely disgusting is giada fontahope and the resplendent angel you get that resplendent angel token at the end of turn you gained enough life and now you have a six six angel if the only other angels you have in play are giada font of hope and the resplendent angel that's coming out as a six six if those are the only other angels you have which is very rare that that happens so those angel tokens don't come out as four fours with giada in play they come out freaking huge yep 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 and they're uh, vigilant, and they're gigantic. It's This was a very fun deck to play. Just some ri- absolutely ridiculous games. Two small stories about this deck. Um, fan of the show, I don't, I don't actually know his real name, um, but he was in our last um, uh, Filthy Net Dickers Beat Us yep. Challenge thing. And yep. um, he's from South Africa. Okay. And he keeps messaging me on Arena. I got an Explorer tournament coming up. Can you play against me? I want to just kind of practice. And I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I'll play a couple games with you, sure. And um, You get messages in Arena? Constantly. I never do. My Arena message function has never worked. Do you put yourself online? I am online, yeah. I never get messages in Arena, though, ever. 
I don't know. I don't usually people have you said. On there. People have said they sent me a message on Arena. Did I receive it? And I go, no. People are like, you ignore me when you're online. I'm like, I don't get messages on Arena. Don't message me on Arena because I don't hear them. I don't see them. They don't come to me. Well, you know, you just kind of see the little thing lit, lit up, right? Until they're not online anymore. I don't see any little thing lit up or anything. Your friends list lights up. Nope, but only nope, like barely, so. Nothing. I've had someone go, I'm sending you a message right now, dude. And I'm like, I'm not seeing it. Okay. It has never worked for me. So anytime someone says it works, I'm always surprised. That's all. No, no it always works. Mm-hmm. I think it's just user error, but you know. No, I think it's Arena being crap. But anyway. Okay. Well, anyway. So he, this is what he was playing. And he, um, you know, I would practice all the different other decks for him. I'd play the Grease Fang deck mm-hmm. and do this and that. And um, when he brought this deck to the tournament, he ended up in the semifinals. And nice. then ended up losing. But uh, he, he was very happy with how it went. Mm-hmm. And then I played a version of this deck against it in Historic recently. With a homebrew, mm-hmm. stupid Cavaretti Rebels deck. And they did all their stuff, and I still beat them. Wow. Nice. Well, I played... I kept just attacking, getting them below that 27 life mark. Mm-hmm. And then eventually was able to get enough creatures out that Jetmir came out. And gave all my and creatures then, yeah. Double Strike, Trample, Vigilance. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. That, it was just a fun game, and I enjoyed that notch. Mm-hmm. <sighs> number seven on the list uh we got mono blue spirits this is just like that tempo i'm gonna counter spell you we get some uh bunch of spirits that get bigger and bigger and annoy you and we're gonna draw some cards with curious obsession i've played this deck for three hours tony really you played this deck for three hours all right i'm lying it was two hours 51 minutes and 31 seconds that's more like it oh my god i can't believe you lie on this podcast (laughs) 22 and 12 nice okay 65 percent win rate 74 percent on the play 53 on the draw you're a mono blue player i get it okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, it's got four battle chains two spell pierce one dive down four curious obsession four supreme phantom four spectral sailor one icon of ancestry i'm assuming naming spirits four brazen Mm -hmm. borrower four shacklegeist four ascendant spirit one spectral adversary one cemetery illuminator four geist light snares geist light snare do you know that card counter target spell unless they pay four if you have a spirit or something a flyer um, it costs less if you have it ca- counter less they pay three costs one less if you have a spirit one less if you have an enchantment so if you put you get a one drop spirit and you put that curious obsession on it you're protecting it for one mana with this card Seems but that's good. what you want to do that's that's like the best thing you can do is throw down a one drop um spirit put the curious obsession on it and hit with it yes yep i played against this deck and sometimes it wins sometimes it but it usually i don't usually see this deck doing well but apparently it is i i did very well with it it is (coughs) it is not my style deck you're, you're very surprised I played this for as long as I did. Yeah. But I was winning with it, and that's why I kept playing. Yeah, of course. Because I was doing so well with it. Not because it was overly enjoyable. And this was... I played this deck 25 days ago, so it's been like a month since I actually played this deck. But it it worked. But not, like you said, you played this deck? It's, this is not my style deck. I do like putting a creature into play and attacking with it, and putting one... I like putting a lot of creatures into play and attacking with it. Not one and attacking with it over and over again. But having one creature that I know is going to hit, that I can protect because I have all the stuff to protect it, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of okay with that. Get the last one? Yeah, moving on. Last, Last deck is Jeskai Fires. This is a Urion deck with Fires of Invention. So this is a big old deck Yeah, list. that's what I'm letting you uh, read it. 
We've got two Teferi, Teferi Hero of Dominaria, two Definite Clarion, four Narset Parter of Veils. That's the uh, all white, all blue one, right? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yes, yes, I am. Um, yes, it is. Four Fires of Invention. Mm-hmm. Did you like mess up the entirety of this list as we're writing it? Did you mess all of this up? <laughs> He's moving around the deck list on me, so I can't read it all properly. This 80-card deck list. Three Agent of Treachery are in there. Four Fires of Invention. If I don't get all the deck, if I don't get all the cards on this, it's Tony's fault. Four Birth of Miletus. Four Omen of the Sea. Four Shark Typhoon. Four Transmogrify. Um, let's see. Two Primal Command. Oh, not Primal Command. Prismari Command. One Rip Apart. He's moved stuff around again. Uh... Three, the Wandering Emperor. Four, Fable of the Merit Breaker, because again, this is a uh, a red deck, so we need to run that. Of course. Um, this also runs two, Depopulate Island, which I don't know what Depopulate <laughs> Island is, but it looks like this deck is running. Oh, I'm two sorry. Of them. Did, did the word island get moved? <laughs> hmm. We we do this for us, just so you know. Clearly, he's doing this for him. Because... I do this for anyway. Yeah, this is a Jeskai Fires deck. You're supposed to transmogrify to get Agent of Treachery into play. That's the whole point of this deck. Yeah. And then yeah, that's how you win. Because and then only because the card exists, not because the card is amazing and fantastic. It's running Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which allows you to make copies of the Agent of Treachery. Which is absolutely disgusting. Every deck is running this card. It is so good. But do you know how good it is when you steal their lands and then you have three of their lands and then all of a sudden you're drawing nine cards at the end of your turn? (laughs) Because you have three Agent of Treacheries in play. Oh, it's so good. So good. It's absolutely gross. Yeah, I played played this deck a couple games and um, it was just... Actually, I don't even think it was a fire stack. It was just a transmogrify into um, yeah, yeah. Agent Treachery. I've played a couple of those. Not Yurion. Yeah, yeah, same. Why? Because honestly, this is the honest question. Okay. Why is this a Yurion deck? Why do we need... If you're trying to transmogrify into it doesn't this matter creature... You have in the deck, right? How many cards? It absolutely does, because there's only four copies of Transmogrify. And now you have 20 extra cards you need to dig through to find your four copies. Yeah, but those 20 cards are designed to A, help you, and then like control the game more. You get the Deafening Clarion, set to fairies that are drawing you cards every turn. Or you can take 20 cards out and, you know... Do you need to populate island in here? <laughs> Speaking of reality TV. <laughs> Depopulate island. <laughs> it's kind of like Survivor, you know? That's awful. <laughs> Isn't that what they do on Survivor? They depopulate the island? I don't watch Survivor. I don't watch reality TV. I watch good TV. I don't watch sports either. That's reality TV. Sports is just another version of reality TV. There, I said it. Okay, so uh, what do you have for decks? Do you want to do our decks? We can do our decks, yeah, absolutely. Okay, sounds good. Um, I played a bunch of decks, because I always do, but there's two different decks I want to talk about. One deck is a deck that I managed to go... I played it for three three hours and 37 minutes because I liked it so much. This is Explorer... It's an Explorer deck. Fight Rigging. Nice. So, this is a Golgari deck. It runs four Thought Seas, four Gilded Goose, four Land of War Elves, four Rotting Regisaur. Rotting Regisaur on turn three... Fight Rigging on turn four. You've already gotten that card underneath Fight Rigging. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Okay, your Rotting Registrar makes you discard a card at the beginning of your upkeep. You're fine. Uh, this also runs uh, four Shakedown Heavy. Familiar with this card? 
Yeah, 6-4. When it attacks, your opponent can let you draw a card instead. Yeah. Okay, great. I'll take some drawing scenes and discarding cards to Brodding Regisaur anyway. Uh, for Fight Rigging, that's what this card is uh, built. That's what this deck is built around. For those who don't know, two and a green for an enchantment. Hideaway five. So you look at the top five cards of your uh, library, exile one face down, and then put them the rest at the bottom in a random order. The beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Then if you control a creature with power seven or greater, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost really great when you can drop down the fight rigging put the counter on either the six four making it a seven five or the seven six making it an eight seven and then get in for some damage Mm -hmm. and then flip over your fight rigging card it runs one ronus the indomitable such a good card yep it can give another creature trample which is one thing that the rotting register is fully missing um Two Elder Gargaroth. That's one of the cards you like to see underneath your fight rigging. Nice big 6-6. Six, six. It's also another card where it's a 5-mana card. It's a very good card to play down after your fight rigging because it can turn into a 7-7 seven, seven as well. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And, and then trigger the fight rigging. Um, it runs 4 Venderous Gearhulk. 4-4 four, four Trample. When it enters the battlefield, distribute 4 plus 1 plus 1 counters among other target creatures you control put it on itself or other or other creatures so this is a good one to have underneath or again at five mana this is another good one to just play and to trigger your fight ringing um two titan of industry which really this is the card you want to be pulling out of yeah yeah of course you, you want this big seven seven that comes in and either destroys something gains you five life you get a four four rhino or a shield counter uh four turn timber symbiosis yeah, it allows, it's a land or allows you to go and pull a creature out of your top seven. Then, if it has a converted mana cost of three or less, which Rotting Register and Shakedown Heavy both do, comes <laughs> into play with three plus one plus one counters. <laughs> yeah. So your so you're, uh, 10-9 Rotting Register just looks absolutely gross off of a Term Timber Symbiosis. And then the last non-land card is three Great Hedge. Which is another good card to find under the great under the fight rigging, or another great card to play the turn after you have played a rotting regisaur. Turn three rotting regisaur, turn four uh, great henge into something else, yeah. and now you're drawing cards because it makes it so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. So this, I'm literally twenty eight and twenty eight with this deck. The last time I played it, I went two and five, but I've had. Things I went four and zero at this time, seven and three here, four and two here. The deck is so much fun and has those ridiculous turn four. You have a fight rigging in play. Your fight rigging triggers because of your no turn three. Your fight rigging triggers because on turn two you played a rotting regisaur. So your turn two rotting yeah. regisaur, your turn three fight rigging into you know your titan of industry. And they're less like, you know what? You win. Good job. Good job, opponent. You win. Oh, yeah, can just yeah. have those can have those crazy hands like that. I've had games where I just got to thought seize the um the Grease Fang out of their hand and then they scooped from there. Really? Really. I mean they scooped just what I realized that their deck should be designed to pull Grease Fangs out of the graveyard. Yeah, usually they have and to dig or whatever. It. They scooped the second I pulled it out of their hand. I'm like, well, that was an easy win. Hmm, wow. But this deck brought me from the bottom of Platinum 4 to the bottom of Platinum 3. <laughs> yeah, that's moving the, up. That's all. But, like, completely flat win rate. Like, 50%. Just, it hurts. Yeah. Hurts to see that, but... Hi. My first deck is one that I think you're going to like. Um, it was the number one deck on Untapped for um, Alchemy. Okay. Um, had the highest win rate. Uh, it's got four Fireblade Charger, which is a 1-1 Goblin Warrior. If it's equipped, it has haste. It never is equipped. <laughs> when it dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target, which is very important. Okay. Uh, four Frostbite, four Goblin Javelinier. I'm assuming you don't know what these cards are, so... Goblin Javanir is a 1-1 one, one haste? Yep. 
And when it dies, it deals one damage? No. That's what the Fireblade Tap it and was. deal one damage? When it becomes it blocked, deal- it deals one damage to the creature nah. blocking it. I knew it was something about damage. Yeah. Throws its javelin at something. Exactly. Yeah. Four Kumano faces Kakazan. I don't know that card. Yes, yeah, he's giving me a dirty look right now. That dirty look does not translate over radio no. very No, well. it doesn't. <laughs> but if you're watching live, like the mat usually does. <laughs> yeah, but, that is not here. Uh, it's got two abraid, four battle cry goblin. This is the one that gives all your goblins plus one plus O oh, and haste until the turn. And if you mm-hmm. attack with it and power six or greater, you get to make another one one goblin. Yep. Uh, two Goro Goro, disciple of Ryusai. Ooh. It's a two mana, two two. A red mana, creatures you control gain haste. Three red red, create a five five red dragon spirit creature token with flying. Activate only if you control an attacking modified creature. Sure. Not a lot of modifying going on except from Komano faces Kakazan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey. That's there to give all your stuff haste. It is to give all your stuff haste. And I have one with dragons. When I couldn't yeah? attack wow. on the ground. Wow, nice. Yep. Uh, four Thundering Rebuke. Deals four damage target creature or planeswalker. I'm telling you, that dealing four is so much more important than dealing three. Oh, yeah. They, they will purposefully make a creature have four toughness so that it does not die to lightning bolt. Like this, this clears out everything you need to get rid of. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's only a sorcery. I wish it was an instant, but... Yeah. Uh, four Hobgoblin Bandit Lord. Yep. One red red. Other goblins you can control get plus one, plus one. And its ability is perfect. Uh, it's a red tap. It, it, deals one, it deals damage equal to the number of goblins that entered the battlefield under your control this turn to any target. Yep. There's a lot of one toughness creatures out there. Mm-hmm. And just if you can pick them off one by one, I liked it. Two hulking nice. bugbear. Love me a hulking bugbear. Three, 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 three. haste. Yep. Uh, three twin shot sniper. Nice. Do you know this one too? Not off the top of my head. Three and a red for a two, three goblin archer. Artifact goblin archer. It's got reach. And when it enters the battlefield, deals two damage to any target. In channel, I can pay two and discard it to deal two damage to any target. Oh, nice. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. It is really, really good. Either That's for four mana really to versatile. two, three with reach. And mm-hmm. it, it, I never knew it was a goblin until I brought it, played it in this deck. Because mm-hmm. in um, in draft, it's a really, really strong card. Mm-hmm. And three Den of the Bugbear and then 20 Snow-Covered Mountains. But... Um, I really, really enjoyed playing this deck. It seems it can win, like, the long game, and it can win the short game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a 65% win rate for me. I'm 11 nice. and 6 with it. 83% nice. on the draw. Wow. 55 on the play. but Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've enjoyed this deck quite a bit. So... I don't know if you want to try it. Whatever. I'll send you the deck list. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely send me the deck list. Fun, good times. So you can find the Filthy Net Deckers podcast on all social media. Follow us, please. Twitter, Facebook, wherever and anywhere. You can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com slash Filthy Net Deckers is the place to be. Come down here and support your favorite podcasters. We very much enjoy it. Uh, I just want to thank you all very much. If you're a patron, if you're not, if you're just listening, if you can hear the sound of our voice, thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. Feel free to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And I think that's it. I think we're done. We're not going to mention Nate's Twitch. Uh, no. <laughs> if you streamed it all this week, I would have mentioned it. But I just I just skipped right over that. Bye. Bye. It what is, is that card? When a creature enters the battlefield, do something. Hold on. Let me... You can cut this out if you want. I will. Okay, cool. Let me, let me go look this up. Real That's me cutting it out, everyone. Hi-ya. Because when this stays in in the podcast, it's going to stay in. Oh my god, it's going to be awful.
it's it's oh gonna be God, in now. It's the worst. Now it's staying it's in, be, and no. I cannot wait to get the text message from Tony going. You left all of please that. Please don't in. leave that in. If you if he leaves this in, please everybody yell at him. Hiya! Oh my lord! Oh my! I can't even find it anymore. Where'd it go? Where did my is it deck go? It was here just a few minutes ago. You know what I should do? Import the deck into Arena? No. Google search the name of the card? 100%. That's what I'm doing. Sage of the Falls. It says, whenever Sage of the Falls... Hi-ya! Another not... Just don't join the military. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.